BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It was a busy day at the podium here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus as the Cleveland Browns are ramping up their preparations for the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday. Today on the show, we're going to hear from four players and all three of the Browns coordinators. The players were first up and they spoke in the locker room. Wide receiver Amari Cooper was up first. He talked about what he has seen from rookie wide receiver Cedric Tillman and what it's been like to have Deshaun Watson back and practicing this week. It's real nice. You know, he's uh, throwing the ball real smooth. Uh, looks like he's coming off of his shoulders uh, with a lot more ease, so it, it, it feels good to have him back out there. I think it's trending toward him being out there Sunday. Who knows? Man, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta explore that question. Uh, I figured you were a little closer to the scene, so I'd ask you. He's closer. <laughs> <laughs> What's this kind of been like the last? I know we talk every week, but this month of. Not knowing who's going to be quarterback and just not having your guy out. Like, just how hard has that been as a, for the whole team? I mean, it's a, a challenge just like any other challenge that's presented to us. You know, obviously we got to adapt to any situation that's presented to us. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, we know that four is our guy. We know that he's a, a, a playmaker and all those things. So we would love to have him out there every chance that we get. But, you know, unfortunately, the cookie doesn't always crumble that way. You know, injuries are a part of the game, and um, just waiting on them to get healthy. Yeah. Do you have any words for P.J. Walker after the way that game in Seattle ended? Do I have any words? Yeah, did you say anything to him? Oh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we are constantly communicating, you know, about what we see, about some of our errors, about some of our successes, and we – we just try to go out there and make everything work. So, yeah, yeah, we talked after the game about some of the players for sure. And so I noticed when um, you guys were breaking the huddle um, for the goal line, you said something to him, and then on that play through to you, you were covered, the pass was incomplete. What did you say to him as you were breaking the huddle? I, I don't remember which play you're talking about. And then it was before a field goal uh, down near the goal line. Uh, <laughs> we played a lot of plays in the game, so I don't remember that one. The uh, receiving core is going to look different after the, uh, the trade deadline. Uh, your, your thoughts on that, and uh, could somebody like Cedric step in and, and give you guys a boost here the second half of the season? Yeah, I mean, obviously during this, during this time, you know, a lot of trades happen. Um, yeah, it's always the next man up mentality. Um, we believe in, in the guys in our room to step up and, and, and make plays for us, so yeah. We haven't seen Cedric really since training camp, and you've seen him practice. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, how he's looking, and do you feel like he's ready to, to, to step into a bigger role? Yeah, I mean, since Ced has got here, I think his practice habits have been uh, real good. Um, he's been making a lot of plays, uh, especially in the jump ball situations. Um, he, he learns fast. Uh, he's diligent in his approach to the game, to studying, and, and all those things. So. I mean, 
it just has to translate to the game, right? That's it. What was your feeling when DPJ got traded when you found out? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, the trades are just a, a part of the game. You know, I've I've been traded twice, so I know, you know, how the process is. Um, but yeah, I, I was obviously sad. You know, we we communicated about that. I texted him, told him, you know, good luck and things like that. Um, I, I'm missing. You know, you know, we um, went into battle together for like a year and a half. So, you know, I consider him my brother for sure. How challenging is that to get traded in the middle of the season, like you were? Um, it all depends on the person. Uh, it all depends on uh, the situation, the scenario. You know, some guys, some guys look forward to that happening. And, you know, they try to turn over a new leaf and feel like uh, they could they could be much better in, in the new situation. So, it, it I would say it all depends on the circumstance. Amari, um, how much do you think the quarterback uncertainty has held back this offense? Um. I don't know. That, it's a hard question to, to answer. I don't quite recall right off of the bat our record. What, what are we like? Two and I don't know. Uh, Four I, and three. No, 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 I know. I know our record. I'm saying <laughs> with with uh, with Deshaun out and guys having to step in. I don't know. I don't know the record. I, but I think um, you know we we can definitely improve on the offensive side of the ball overall. You know we've been turning the ball over a lot. Um, so, I mean, regardless of who's back there, uh, the goal is still the same, especially the number one goal, and that's to not turn the ball over at all. So that, that's my answer. Amari, even with Deshaun in there for the games he's played, he's still, you're the only receiver who has a touchdown. Uh, I mean, one touchdown, seven games. That's got to be something you never saw coming. I mean, obviously, as a receiver group, you want, you want guys to be lighting up the scoreboard, scoring every game. But, again, that's just not the way a cookie crumbles, you know. Um, I think we've, we've done a lot of great things on offense. We had a lot of successes, you know, third down conversions, things of that nature, first downs. Um, doesn't always, the drives don't always end with the receivers scoring, unfortunately. So what's it like getting signed clubs from Randy Moss, and what are you going to do with them? I'm a sell now, nah, playing. <laughs> 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 nah, I got him. Uh, obviously, keep him, uh, yeah. um, put him in my office at home or something like that. Frame him. Definitely gonna show him off, for sure. Mario, when you look at Arizona, what do they present to you that's unique that makes it a challenging defense to pass against? Yeah, I mean, the, from what I've seen, they're very opportunistic on defense. Um, they're always making plays in the pivotal part of the game. Like even though they're, I believe, what one and seven or yeah, one and six, one and seven, um, they've been ahead in almost every game that they've played. You know, they've only not been ahead in one game, so they're they're very competitive, and you can see that from the the defense. They're, they're making plays um, all over the field, uh, keeping the team in the game. So uh, it's going to present a challenge t uh, to us for sure. We know that it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to be a four quarter game. So just got to go out there and seize the moment. Can those be the, the tougher games when you're playing a team that doesn't have a really good record, but when you actually watch the tape, they're playing hard, they're playing well in, in, in a lot of respects, but without getting results? Yeah, I mean, generally in, in those type of situations when a team isn't, you know, when a team is playing okay, but their record isn't really showing it, um, you can kind of pinpoint those 
you know, sudden failures. It usually comes down to, you know, a couple plays in the game where they just didn't take advantage of the moment, and that's what I'm I'm seeing from them. So, you know, they can always just flip that switch on us. So we got to be prepared for that for sure. Is Buddha one of those things you're always keeping an eye on out there? Yeah, yeah, 100. percent I mean, he's a playmaker. You know, he has zero regard for his body. <laughs> seems like. Um, but yeah, I've played him a couple times. He, he he's always he's always making plays. He's always all over the field, both in the run game and in the pass game. Um, he can really disrupt the game um, if you allow him to. So he's definitely one to look out for. You guys preach taking care of the ball. You guys preach taking care of the ball in practice for the offense. What does that look like for you guys when you really want to make sure you're not getting those turnovers over, especially when you're preparing? Yeah, for you you, you got to drill it just like everything else. You know, we preach ball security, especially in the receiver room. We say. Um, you know, ball security always starts at the catch point. So as soon as we catch the ball, we're cognizant of, you know, taking care of it until that whistle is blown. Cornerback Denzel Ward spoke next. He talked about how important Greg Newsom has been to this defense and what it'll mean if he has to miss Sunday's game and how interesting it is to not know what quarterback they're going to be playing against. It's strange not knowing who the quarterback's going to be in this game. Uh, no, I don't think it's too strange. Uh, that's the NFL. I think we just got to come prepared and uh, execute our assignment and our jobs, and we should be good. How challenging, though, is it to prepare for two guys who haven't taken a single snap this season? I mean, I, obviously, Kyler, there's mm -hmm. tape on him, but he hasn't played this year, so you can't, even with him, you don't know what he's Yeah, I, th I think we're kind of familiar with um, Kyler and uh, what he's capable of and the type of player that he is out there. Uh, yeah, definitely a little bit more difficult watching uh, the other guy. Uh, but like I said, just got to come prepared and uh, study their receivers and uh, see what they like to do, and uh, I think it would be good. Denzel, Awok talked yesterday about like, needing to shore up the run defense. Mm -hmm. What do you think needs to, to happen there in your feelings on that? For the run defense? Uh, I think we all just got to execute our job, just uh, attack our points and uh, continue to play physical and uh, get guys down. Don't let uh, everybody stay in their gaps and uh, make tackles. We can't miss tackles, and uh, that kind of hurt us a little bit. But um, just got to execute that. If you guys don't have Greg, how much of a blow is that to your secondary? Yeah, Greg's a great player, so it's it'll definitely hurt with uh, we don't have him. But uh, guys are going to step over. That's Cam or Mike Ford, and uh, they're definitely more than capable of going out there making plays and uh, locking their mans down. And so uh, it's just next guy up if that's the case, and uh, I think we'll still be good. What's Cam? Say, say it again, sorry. How, how difficult is it to play that nickel spot, and how, how well has Greg played it this year? Yeah, it's difficult, but like Greg, he's been playing great. He's been playing well and uh, locking his man down and making plays out there. But uh, like I said, those guys uh, behind him are prepared to step up and take his place uh, if need be. James has been out there a little bit so far. What, what's he showing you since he's been there? Yeah, he's made plays out there as well. Almost had a, a pick six. Got to uh, find a way to bring that ball in, but... Uh, Kansas, he's been playing well out there, doing his job, uh, communicating out there on the field. And uh, like I said, if, if Greg's not there, then I'm sure he'll be uh, more than capable of taking his place and uh, filling his role in. How important is it for you guys to look beyond Arizona's 1-7? You know, it'd be easy just to say, they're 1-7, this is a game we should mm -hmm. but when you actually watch them, they do. They've been in pretty much all their games, and they've played pretty hard. Yeah, it's the NFL, so there's not a bad team in the NFL. So uh, we can't take anybody lightly. Uh, we got to go in and do our job, like I said, and execute and uh, take care of our business. So regardless of record, it's uh, whoever wins that day. Denzel, you have mentioned the What have you seen so far? 
Is is he playing? Is he playing? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Good. How do you think just overall the last couple of weeks you guys in the secondary have, have been playing and, and how do you put like Sunday's game behind you? Mm -hmm. Oh, I think we've been playing well, but uh, we're not there yet. There's still things that we got to fix and um, get better at. But, I mean, we're just trying to get better week in and week out and um, just find those things, watch the tape, see what we got to get better at. We could have done a lot better job on that uh, starting fast uh, to begin with in that last game and then finishing on that last drive against Seattle. So, uh, like I said, there's things that we got to work on, but um, I think I think we'll get there. We're on a good track. like in the meeting room and, you know, going through that, you know, uh, we hear so much about his, you know, fiery personality mm -hmm. and always trying to get the most out of you guys yeah. and, you know, pushing your buttons and things like yeah. that. So, so what's it been like this week coming off a tough loss, mm -hmm. you know, working through those corrections? Yeah, we had an intense meeting uh, coming in after, after that loss to Seattle, uh, which is expected. I mean, he, he expects a lot out of us uh, as well as ourselves. So, I mean, we got to go out there and be who we are and execute and do our job and uh, make plays out there. So. Just not get can't get complacent and um, just got to continue to work. Quarterback Deshaun Watson was next. He talked about what happened in the Indianapolis game and why he had to come out and also how his shoulder has been feeling after a day of practice. How did the shoulder re respond to uh, yesterday's practice? Uh, it was good. It was fine. Another work day um, in the books. You just got to keep progressing. What chance do you think you have of playing this Sunday? Uh, I'm not even sure. Just following uh, the medical protocols and uh, uh, you know, we'll just go from there. Are you even more that this is part of the ramp up period to get you out there and practice? Uh, or does this mean that since you're out there in practice, you have a really good No, I mean, it's part of the process, it's part of the, the protocols because um, you can't, cannot throw and then just go out there and just try to play a game. So, uh, you know, it's just part of the process, and uh, we just take it day by day. Considering the setback you had. In the Indianapolis game, there. How much? How much more cautious are you going through this process again, coming back? Uh, I'm not cautious at all. I mean, it's part of the process, and you know, like I said before, uh, the Indianapolis week was, I think, four weeks. Um, so we try to, you know, maximize or minimize how, how much I need um, at that time, and um, you know, now we're going on six weeks. So, you know, we just try to just stay the course, stay the process, but you know, follow what the doctors say and uh, go from there. Do you have to ice it or anything? When you're done with practice, what, what do you do? Uh, just recovery stuff. Which is? Yeah, just, for, just recovery stuff. But whatever that requires. Sean, did you feel that you had similar velocity on the ball as you did before the Colts game? Did it get a little bit better? How can you describe it? Yeah, I mean, it's getting better each and every day. Uh, you know, the arrow's going up, the process. It's been very, very good, um, and we just, you know, steady, just going day to day, and uh, just making sure that we're doing everything we can to build that strength and everything. Shane, have you tried any kind of different braces or anything? Is there an experiment in trying different things for support there? Uh, no, sir. Now, now, how about padding or anything? Because I know you're worried about taking another blow to the back there. Do you have any extra padding in there when you do play? No, sir. Just in general, I don't want to assume, how do you feel at this point? As far as health-wise or just yeah, in general? Getting that shoulder back to like what you consider to be 
how do you feel in that process? Uh, I feel, you know, good. The process, like I said before, has been been going up. Um, you know, we're right on track where we need to be uh, for what I feel like. Um, so just communicating with all the doctors and all the coaching staff and, you know, make sure we're doing all the steps that we need to make sure that whenever that time is, you know, I step on the field ready to play. Did the week off last week or the week away from practice, I should say, did that give you a big boost? Did that help you significantly and try to get back sooner? Um, I, I mean, I guess it did. Um, you know, the biggest thing was, you know, they don't want to put me in the spot where, you know, I re-injured the, the shoulder. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a fine line that you got to play with. And, um, you know, you just got to make sure you – Doing all the stuff that you need before uh, you know you can go back out there. So is there some told that on Sunday that you know what? Hey, let's kind of chill out for another week and, and maybe try to get back for those two big games against the Ravens and the Steelers. Would you be totally fine with that? Uh, of course, I want to play, but like I said um, before, you know, as long as we're all on the same page as a <clears throat> as a player, as a staff, and an organization, then I think you know that's whatever's best for the team, the best for the. You know, future of this team is definitely uh, what we need to be heading to. So is there a hurdle so, or a test that you feel like you need to clear before you return to the field, whether it's Sunday or down the road? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things in the protocol that we need to clear to before we can, you know, get back out there on the field. But um, you know, we just step by step, day by day. You know, you can't jump the can't jump in front of that. You just got to keep telling, continue to take it one step at a time. Could that happen by Sunday though? Uh, I'm not even sure. That's a medical question. So is this a decision that could be made Friday, or could it be? Could you be a game-time decision similar to the Baltimore game Sunday? Uh, I'm not even sure. That's a Kevin question. So hey, I'm nobody knows sure. your body better than you. What percentage are you at right now? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't be giving out no percentages <laughs> right now. When, when you look at those two games I'm at 40. after this, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when you, I know you guys don't necessarily look ahead and you try to keep the blinders on. But when you do look at the schedule, you see that you do have those two big AFC North games against Baltimore and Pittsburgh coming up. How does that factor into when you return and what your situation is? Um, I, I don't think it does. I mean, right now we're focusing on Arizona. Um, so I, <clears throat> I get the question and things like that. But, you know, right now, you know, we're locked in on the Cardinals and, and it's a big week this week for us to come back home in front of our fans and try to get the W. So, uh, you know, whenever that time comes, it comes. But uh, right now, it's, it's truthfully just day to day and, uh, you know, seeing how we feel. A couple you, more. How will you know that you're ready to go? Like in your mind, you know, as Tom asked you, you know your body, but just how will you know when you're ready? Uh, it's just one of those deals where you you just know. I think we're all know from myself, from Kevin, from, you know, Joe and the medical staff, from everybody. You know, everyone seen me when I was healthy and then they see me when I was at my lowest too. So, uh, you know, I think we all, if we're all on the same page, we'll, we'll know. How important, is it, how important has it been for you to kind of guide your teammates and when you're with the, with the uncertainty, PJ and even Dorian throughout these couple weeks that you've been dealing with this, how important has it been for you to be kind of like a mentor for them and still be involved? Well, it's very important. And, uh, you know, whenever the injury did occur, that's one of the things in the leadership and the captain meetings that they made sure, you know, they all looked at me and made sure that I was making sure that you know, I stay involved, stay engaged, um, because, you know, guys that's been in the injury protocol before, you know, tend to feel, you know, kind of away from the team. But, uh, you know, we did a good job of just staying in, staying in tune in every meeting, um, at practices, talking with PJ and, and DTR and talking with the whole offense. So, um, you know, I've been around, haven't missed a beat, and um, everything's been going well. Where'd you show PJ this injury? After the game? Yeah, yeah, would you? I mean, you keep his head, you know, keep his head up high. 
He played a hell of a game. He did what we need to do to have a chance to win. And uh, sometimes the ball don't bounce our way. That's the life of the NFL. That's life. Uh, sometimes it just don't bounce our way. You just got to go into the next one and uh, keep it pushing. Sean, Sean you talked about that. You mentioned pain last week. How would you describe the, you know, the, the pain, the, the frequency of it, and the, you know, the, the kind of pain you were feeling in the shoulder, and, and how has that, that dissipated over, over time? Uh, yeah, it's been getting better um, each and every day, and um, you know we just again just slowly over and over. I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me to say some stuff, but uh, we're not allowed to speak on injuries to that detail. Yesterday, uh, there you know, amongst the people that watched you practice, there were sort of you know conflicting interpretations of how the ball looked coming out of your hands. Some people thought the velocity looked good. Other people thought. But it didn't look like you really. You know, who are these people? <laughs> Facts. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, so I'm I, just saying that, you know. If it's coming from fans, then I had, I had that next question. Sorry, yeah. Mary Kate. But, yeah, well, if, it's, mean, if a, it's not coming from anybody in the front office or in this locker room, it don't even matter at all. So. Yeah, I guess I'm just asking, you know, was the velocity good? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like, again, it was a, it was a good day. Uh, it's been a good week, you know, progressing each and every day. Each and every day. And uh, we just got to keep pushing forward, taking taking it one step. Deshaun, real quick, I, I know there's a lot of people trying to make this decision together, right? You've talked about the cohesion, you, Kevin, the medical staff. Ultimately, how much do you feel this is in your hands when you decide, hey, I think I'm ready? Or is that more being dictated to you? Man, we all got to be on the same page, you know? I, I told the guys that I was ready in the Apple Suite, and that was my decision. And look, it wasn't, I wasn't ready, you know? So I tried to jump the gun a little bit, and. Uh, it didn't go our way, so you know. At the end of the day, you know, you gotta you gotta listen to the experts and all the things that they did. It's my first time dealing with it, so of course I know my body. So I'm keeping track of everything that I'm doing and, and letting them know what's going on and, and what's what's good and what's not good. So uh, you know, I think we all be on the same page and, and we all feel right when that time comes. How do you think the rest of the guys we'll have done on this one? Kind of sticking together and you know, it's a tough spot not having their franchise quarterback. So how do you think the rest of the guys have done? Um, you know, win the four games you haven't really played much. Um, I mean, they did a heck of a job. I mean, um, you know, of course the Baltimore game was, it is what it is that happens. Um, you know, you got to give Baltimore credit, but the other three, you know, we had opportunities. We, we finished two of them. We didn't finish one. Um, it came close to it, to, to last minute, 40 seconds. Um, so the guys been sticking together. We, you know, a lot of guys banged up. A lot of guys has been pushing forward, and you know, injuries happen. So you know, everybody in this locker room understand this type of injury that I'm dealing with, and um, you know, making sure you know every time they walk past me, make sure I take care of myself. And whenever I'm ready, they understand that I'll be back out there. So um, you know, we're all locked in on that. They know the competitor and the player that I am, and uh, if, that I want to be back out there and and help the team win. But, uh, you know, if I can't be 100 and be beneficial for the team, then they understand that too. The last player to go was all-pro guard Joel Batonio. He spoke about how the O-line has battled through injuries this year and how the run game has been able to improve over the last couple games. Yesterday for me, my about how solid the run game is. What does that mean, you think, for you and your team? Yeah, we're, um, you know, we're trying to work. There's a little spell in there where we weren't running the ball um, well enough, and, and we're trying to get back to that. And we kind of have a three headed group, you know, with Kareem and, and, and Ford and um, Pierre out there, and they all kind of do their own own thing well. But um, last two games, we've ran the ball pretty well, and, and we're trying to 
keep building on that. But um, you get used to those guys. You know, our line's back, and obviously Jack's still here. But the guys that have been starting are, are back and, and working together. So it's uh, it's been good. Have you experienced that before? Um, I mean, we've always, you know, obviously when Nick's here, you know, you got, we've had Nick and Kareem the last few years, so that's a pretty good one-two punch. But now we're getting, you know, three guys in the carries, and, and Dierer's had to step up a couple times for us last, you know, couple years. Um, so I think running back's one of those positions where you get guys in there. But I think we're getting, you know, we have three guys that legit can get, you know, eight to 12 carries a week and, and kind of spread out the, the love so they kind of stay fresh and, and have different things they're working on. Joel, um, if you guys have to do without Juwan this week, First of all, do you know how well has he been playing and adapting to that passive blocking role? Yeah, he's, um, you know, hopefully we get him out there. I, I don't know the extent of, you know, his, how he's feeling and stuff, but um, he's done a really good job, and I think that's his his strength is pass blocking. He's done a really good job um, coming to that role. He's had some tough challenges going against certain guys, but he's really stepped up to it. And I think if you watch the last few weeks, his, also his run game assignment has improved and his understanding of, you know, the NFL and the details that it takes to, to be successful is, has continued to improve. So obviously we want him out there to, to keep improving and working. But, um, you know, he has that raw talent to be to be as good as he really wants to be. So we'll keep pushing him, and, and hopefully he keeps taking steps and, and improving. Joel, this is the, I think, fifth game now where you're not real sure where your starting quarterback is going to be. Um, how, just how taxing has that been on you guys on the offensive line when it comes to preparing, not not knowing definitively who you're going to be blocking for. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'd rather just be like, yeah, Deshaun's out there, you know, we're ready to roll um, with your starting quarterback, but um, coaches talk about being resilient all year, and that's kind of what we focus on on the line is like, we can control what we can control and focus on that. Um, Poe really does a good job whenever I, you know, talk to him about something, he's like, we just got to control what we can control, and, and um, I think it's a great point, you know, because we can only do what's called, we can only do block for who's out there and uh, that's kind of been our mindset um, since you know we've had this injury issues and that way is it it's got to be difficult but is it that difficult because you have a job to do no matter who's back there like isn't that kind of the focus yeah I I agree with that I think we're going to go out there and we're going to have to play 70 snaps of football no matter who's playing quarterback out there Um, so it's kind of been the O-line's mindset and and we, like we said, control what we can control and, and, and really just go out there and focus on our jobs. And, and like, obviously everybody wants Deshaun to be back when he's ready to go. Um, but that's really been our mindset the last, you know, four or five weeks. Joel, guys were saying after the game that you, you guys work the screen game all the time in practice. So is this the most, like, you've done that under a coach or a coordinator with Kevin? And then, like, just how, like, what goes into a successful screen? Yeah, so since Coach Stefanski's been here with Bill and AVP, we always have a screen period, you know, and it might not be full speed, but we always have some sort of screen period pretty much every day, um, especially Wednesday, Thursday. We're out there running around. Even if I'm not practicing, usually I'll jump in there just so I get the timing down and stuff. Um, but it's really, uh, you know, timing, understanding who's out on the screen, uh, finding your landmarks. And now we can't cut, you know, so it's really, and they can't cut us, but it's really pressing in field, in space. Um, you know, trying to get bodies on bodies out there. But the main thing is the timing aspect. If you can get out when guys are getting out and, and no one's downfield, I think that's when you have the, the best opportunity. And I, I think the scheme-wise, we have a bunch of different schemes, so we're not just running the same scheme, uh, scheme over and over. Um, but 
it does take time, you know, and, and we've been working on it for four years now, you know, trying to get the screens. And we've, I think since Kevin's been here, we've, we've had a very good, you know, one of the top in the league. So it's something that we, we want to pride ourselves on and, and keep working um, and, and showing that we can be, you know, one of the best screen teams in the league. Um, pretty good, you know. He hasn't got a ball yet, but uh, but we, um, you know, we want to get him. We want to get him one here. Now he's doing a great job. I mean, that's a guy that like was a starter, you know, really since he's been here. He's you know practiced like a starter because JC was a little bit banged up when he was here, and then obviously he's gotten hurt a couple times. But we think of him as like our, our you know six lineman, and for him to get on the field and kind of take that role as a fullback, but also be able to be our backup center is huge because not very many teams put a fullback on the on the roster. So it's been good for him, um, and we love having him out there. Uh, you know, we can we can run the ball, and we can play action off of it, too. You want, you want one crack at that spot, though? You know, when I was a young guy, I was real excited. I'm like, give me the ball. <laughs> and now I'm just like, I'll just stay in and block. You know, I've, I've, I've lost my edge on that uh, a little bit. Did you get excited when, because it looked like they were going to try to go for him on that, in the end zone. Would you get <laughs> Um, I would get excited. I didn't know what option he was on the route. Sometimes you put in a play and it's like one, two, three, four, run, and then Nick's your fifth option. You know what I mean? So there's uh, there, there's a little bit of a, a tree there. But no, I mean we we had Kendall Lamb score a touchdown. I think three or four years ago when he was playing tight end. So if him or James or someone gets a touchdown, I think I think the O line will uh, get pretty excited. Has there been a tackle eligible play since you've been here? where it was supposed to go to the tackle, but the play never materialized. Oh, gosh. I'm sure it has happened, you know what I mean? I remember the Kendall one worked. I think that's the only one we've thrown to um, a guy. We've had plays in for, you know, guys before, but I think that's the only one that's been executed. So I'm sure there's one or two in there that, that weren't called or weren't executed. Do you have a favorite big man uh, touchdown? Oh, gosh. Well, Kendall was the one I was part of, but any of those ones where uh, the guy's wide open and he's kind of waiting for the ball that's floating up there, you see that if he's a true athlete or not, if he's yeah. coming down with it. Joel, with James Hudson, I mean, the coaches in the training camp like praised him and how hard he's worked. Just how do you think he, when he has to step in and if he has to step in this week, how he handles that kind of role? Yeah, it was big. Um, you know, he hadn't really got too much extended time this year, but obviously last game he stepped in and I thought he played, played very solid. Um, and he's been working. He knows he has to be kind of our big tight end, right side, left side, do it all as, as a backup. And he stays ready. I talk to him a lot, you know, just being like, stay ready, be focused. You know, as a backup lineman, this league, you have to truly be ready to play at any moment. And you don't know when it's going to happen. Um, and he's always he's always locked in. He's always like, I'm ready, I'm ready. And uh, this week we were talking. He's he uh, we weren't sure if Jed, you know, was going to get be able to go and. And so I was like, all right, let's go, you know, if you're ready. And he's like, I'll be ready. And then he ended up having to go on the right side. So it was, uh, it was a little bit different than the reps he got in practice. But, no, his, his work ethic and, and Coach Callahan, Coach Peters, um, you know, John all working with them to make sure the backups are ready to roll. You guys were able to get 155 yards from the three-headed monster. Just how, how, are, you, are you, you guys feeling better with your, uh, your run game right now? Yeah, we've, uh, we've been stressing. We've been working it, especially um, – you don't have your quarterback one in, you know what I mean? You want to try and lean on the run a little bit. Um, but it, it, it's better. Like I said, we were bottled up for a couple weeks there. But uh, it's it's been waking up a little bit, I think, the last couple weeks. And I think we're seeing what you know Ford's good at, what Pierre's good at, what Cream's good at. And we can kind of um, use that to our advantage. The Cardinals, um, I think, are eighth in sacks with 24. And 11 guys have at least one. So 
uh, even though they're one and seven, I mean, they, they can really bring it, right? And what do you guys have to watch out for there? Yeah, um, it's actually pretty impressive to put on tape how hard they go and how hard they rush. And like you said, it's not one guy, you know, making all the plays for them. They got, they got guys with, I th- we looked at the sheet and it was like four, three and a half, two and a half, two and a half, you know what I mean? Like a bunch of guys with multiple sacks. And I think it's how they, they play off each other. They run a lot of games. They kind of have a couple fronts that they're moving around a lot where you have to kind of ID who you want to block. But um, it's really an impressive effort group. Like the guys just keep going and, and sometimes you're like, oh, they blocked them up pretty good. And the guy will just keep turning the corner, step up into a sack and, and make those plays. So it's, it's, they work well together is, is one of the things I've, I've come across. And, um, and I think any team you play in this league, you know, I've been in those situations where you haven't been great. Um, but teams are fighting for wins, and everybody's pl- always playing for that next game or that next contract. Is it a lot like Philly? Lot of- um, they do a lot of things like Philly. Like there's some Philly stuff that that we've taken, but they're pretty multiple. They're probably the most multiple fronts we've seen this year. You know, they're, they're a base three down, but they, they have all types of different looks that they can they can give you, and they kind of do a weird thing with their Sams and Wheels that are they're a little bit off the ball sometimes, but they're still you got to account for them in, in the protection. Joel, this might be. Picture. But you guys talk about as a group, like how proud you are of the fact that sometimes injuries happen and you've got to just like plug in pieces. And as a group, you guys have been really steady throughout the course of the year. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think Coach Callahan does a great job of stressing to us like this is our, like every game we know who's going to be the first center in, the first guard in, the first tackle in, who's going to be up, who's going to be down. So there's always a stress of like, hey, you have to prepare for these positions. Um, and I think it's a credit to the guys and the coaching that they're always usually pretty ready and they understand what they're doing um, when they come in the game. But it's something you don't want to talk about where like, oh, yeah, you know, O-line, people get banged up. But it's it's one of those tough positions in this league. Um, it's NFL. But but I think, you know, we've done a good job of that. And it's really that next man up mentality. After the players wrapped up, the coordinators talked to the media next. It was special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone who went first. He talked about how the special teams unit can continue to improve and what Elijah Moore brought to the return game last week. Bubba, you guys are number one right now in special teams efficiency. Uh, What do you make of that, and and where are some ways that you can get better as good as you've been so far? I think we need to improve in the return game. You know, we're, we're missing a few opportunities and we're close. We're definitely close. Um, last year, whenever I was with, you know, the, my old team, we started out a little slow too, and then we ramped it up. The second half of the season, ended up leading the league in kick return. So, I'm excited about our group moving forward, and you know, we're definitely close on the on those units. How do you improve that? Is it is it something technical? Is it just? I think it honestly comes down to just having. You know, time on task, repetition, in-game repetition. We didn't see a lot of those opportunities with the same group in the preseason. So I think that once you have that unit built and there's continuity within the group, you have more reps with each other, you're double teaming with the same player here and there, or over and over again, I should say. I think that the repetitions is what, what helps you get better. And then obviously the practice reps have definitely improved, so I think that that's a that's a good thing for us. DPJ, who, who will you have? Um, you know, who are your top candidates with DPJ gone? Yeah, I mean Elijah did it last week, so I thought he did a solid job. Um, and then we have some young guys on the practice squad that you know we'll continue to look at, but 
I thought Elijah did a solid job last week. What, what ultimately led to that decision? To put, I know you've been thinking about it, to put Elijah out there in that game. Well, he did it in college. So, and I evaluated him when he was coming out of college. He's, he's a natural catcher. You know, he has good, good judgment, and he obviously has the ability to make, make you miss. So just, I, th I felt like we just needed you know, a little bit of a spark back there. Someone over. Yeah, the couple of guys on the practice squad, I think they have the two new approaches. Great, they have some uh, return history. Are those yeah. guys you're considering for those couple of spots? Yeah, and then Jalen Darden also, you know, did it for us against San Francisco. So those guys, will, we're going to continue to get all those guys reps and making an uh, evaluation, I guess you would say, or a decision at the end of the week. And it, and it really plays off of other positions on the team, the health of our roster and things like that. So. Is that one of the tough parts about being a special team coordinator, Bubba? When injuries affect each unit, but they could really affect you, uh, like indirectly. When you know what I'm saying here, when, when a player is injured from sure. another unit, then you have to make an adjustment. Yeah. So, like, if if we sustain an injury to, you know, any any position group, and that guy plays offense or defense, right? The next guy up is really the guy that I've been using. So then we now, now need to find someone else to be able to play in those roles. So yeah, at, at times it can be challenging, but like that's that's the name of the game. That's that's the job description. So you gotta figure it out, find a way. You do your best to use your personnel as best you can to match up against the opponent and give your guys the best chance to make plays. So you got you always have to be able to adapt especially in game you know you sustain injuries within a game we had some guys get nicked up in this past game and we had some moving parts that we had to we had to address and we were able to get those adjusted really, what's, your, what, what's your kick return average do you want sorry Dan. oh it's good honestly like the average doesn't matter to me it's more about the drive start you know you know especially in game you know over the course of a season everybody ends up having a very similar drive start it's it's very it's small in in regards to like is it 25.1 25.2 like the average is always because of touchbacks it always just comes back to that number um but ideally you'd like to have the drive star rather than the average because not a lot of people are bringing the ball out from deep in the end zone so if you have a 25 yard return you bring it out from five deep your ball your the ball's at the 20 so yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, each each time we return the ball, the goal is to get it past the twenty-five. So, you know, I think the, I think we've been we have been super close on a number of returns this year, and even in the in the Seattle game, if we make a block, we're probably out to the fifty. So we're we're, we're damn close. You, you probably work with Pierre as much as anybody in this building. You know, have you ever seen him make some tackles for you? What, what is it about him that, that you like? I mean, he was so explosive when we saw him play offense on, on Sunday. Yeah, so he was drafted to the Patriots. We, when In Indy, we liked him a lot. He can run. Uh, for me, like, that's one of the traits you obviously covet as a special teams coordinator is the ability to run. Like, speed, speed is great. And position flexibility. He can do a lot of different things. He can play a lot of different positions. He even played some interior punt. In, in New England in the preseason. He's played gunner for us, obviously can handle the ball as a kick returner, plays on our kickoff coverage units at times. 
So, you know, he's a he's a uh he's got a great ability to do a lot of different things for us. So, you know, he's been he's been a great addition to the roster. That was a great move we made at the end of camp by A B. Did you notice uh, Seattle's field goal team heads up after what happened in Indy? <laughs> Say that again. Seattle's field goal team, everybody's <laughs> eyes up after uh, what happened in Indy. Did you notice that? Um it's probably you know, I mean the awareness will be there, you know, the rest of the way. So We'll see. We'll see how it goes. In terms of scouting Arizona, Joey Blount, a couple of weeks in a row, has made a, a big play, forcing a fumble, recovering it for them. When you look at his specific skill set, the way he's impacted plays, what stands out to you about him? Yeah, he runs pretty well. Uh, he's impacted those plays really from the gunner position. He punches at the ball. Uh, emphasis on securing the ball, especially on that unit with our returners. We're always. Number one priority is get the ball back to the offense. So catch it, secure it, make good decisions, get the ball back to the offense. So we'll have, obviously, we're we're always preaching ball security, you know, when to to our entire team, offense, defense, and special teams. The Cardinals had that onside kick last week. Um, I'm just curious, when you coach that, do you tell your guys to try to catch it before it bounces? Because obviously, when it yeah. Is that one of the coaching points? Yeah, so there's a number of different ways that you can coach that unit up. Um, there's a number of different schemes to as far as the recovery aspect of it goes. Some teams will play one recovery player to where they think the ball's going, which gives you a little bit more security inside. Now you're light on the you're light opposite of that recovery player. Some teams will play two recovery players. Now you're light lighter in some areas inside. So um yeah, so there's there's rules based on the types of kicks you're getting that we we're trying to educate our guys every week on. Okay, if we get this kick, this is how we're treating it. If we get this kick, this is how we want to handle it. And that's obviously with the kick, with the recovery, and then obviously with the blocking portion of it as well. So Yeah. Like, what's the goal there for Corey? Obviously, I know you want to avoid the touchback. So, yeah. Fair catch to 11, is that what you're looking for? I think anything ten, inside the 10, like right at the 10, I'm like I'm content with that. Don't want to be – you obviously want to be aggressive in that situation to get the ball in, like to the 10 at least. Um, but then there's that you don't want to be too aggressive and get too much on it. That's not an easy ball to hit. Uh, I thought that he, I thought that he played it pretty well. Honestly, I thought he did. I thought he played it pretty well. Do you want you guys to, uh, I mean, sometimes you see the ball hit on the four or whatever, and they're waiting for it to bounce at the one, then it goes in the end zone. Yeah. So do you want you guys to to make sure that? No, I would, ne I would never want my guy to let the ball hit at the four. We, you don't want to be at, how we coach our players is, you don't want to be at the mercy of the bounce in a plus 50 situation. So ideally, if you're the gunner, and the ball's about to hit, I would say, unless you're in truly in position with your butt, you know, parallel and you're, you're facing the opposite end zone, you don't want to let that thing hit inside the eight-yard line. If you can make a play on the ball at the eight, then we'd like to catch it in the air if we can. Um, but, yeah, we don't want to be at the mercy of the bounce. We want to be able to field the ball in the air if we can. I, I, I would say, like, inside the 10, you just don't know which way the ball is going to bounce. 
even if you're in position, you know. So Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt was next. He talked about how important the screen game was for the team last week and who the team's going to have step up at wide receiver in absence of Donovan Peoples-Jones. Alex, we're all trying to assess whether we thought Deshaun threw with better ball. What did you guys think? What did you think? I thought a little bit. Yeah, okay. I thought a little bit better, too. Yeah, he looked better. He, uh, progressing. Yep. Always. <laughs> Always. You know, and it's, you know, he, he does look better than he looked uh, last time he threw in a, in a practice, so that's positive. Feels like it, you know, just naked eye, but yeah, I think he's feeling better. After how you, what, you guys went through with Indy, how do you, what are you looking for specifically out of him to make the final decision that work we feel comfortable that we can start? That's, yeah, that's probably a, a question more for Kev, but I think for a quarterback, you just want to be able to make all the throws. If there's anything that, that you still can't do, then, you know, but as long as you feel confident that you can make the throws down the field, short, accurately, you know, that's that's where we want to be. Who's your uh, new starting receiver? Who is our new starting receiver? We're going to play by committee out there. We'll see who lines up out there first, but uh, big shoes to fill. I mean, just uh, hats off to Donovan. Uh, I'm sorry to see him leave, obviously, as a player and a person, but uh, excited for his opportunity. Um, you know, we'll have to have a couple guys fill those shoes. But um, is this an opportunity to tell them? The yeah, I think he's one of the guys that definitely will be in the mix there. Um, you know, he'll he'll find his way. It'll it'll um, get him more involved than he has been in the past. You know, Marquise will be in there. We'll we'll, we'll roll guys through that spot. Absolutely. You know, he's a guy that we were high on coming out of camp, made a lot of plays in training camp for us, made plays in the preseason, um, and then just really just starting to ease him back into it in the last couple of weeks. And now this is going to accelerate that maturation for him. But uh, big body, big target, you know, brings a lot in the run game as far as a force blocker um, and then can make plays, contested plays, uh, high point the ball, the things that he does well. So he'll definitely be more involved. So Alex, after we had a leave yesterday, mm -hmm. Did Deshaun throw those balls downfield to your satisfaction? And yes, he definitely. Yeah, we 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 pushed some balls down the field for sure. So, so what do you do? You expect this to be another situation like the Baltimore game, where he goes out there before the game and then you decide if he can play? I don't know if it'll come down to that long, but we'll see. You know, we're taking it day by day right now. Yesterday, he put a good practice together. We'll see how it goes today, how he feels today, and. We'll do the same with Friday and all the way up to Sunday, but uh, feel feel better about where he is um, after yesterday's work. When he gets challenging, he's this week six of this, we have day five of week six of dealing with his injuries. So just how challenging has this been going through weeks where you're not sure who your yeah. starting quarterback is and you're, you're, you're trying to get this offense? Yeah, I mean, obviously we'd love to have him out there. We'd love to keep him healthy the whole time and have him out there every, every game. But um, that's the reality of the NFL. You know, it's not just that position. Obviously, it's, you know, it's heightened when it's the, the starting quarterback. But um, we go through that at every other position all, all the time. We're always, um, you know, plugging guys in, next man up mentality, and that's across the board. Just, you know, it gets heightened when it's the QB. How much do, um, does the fact that you guys have the Baltimore game yeah, I don't. I don't even know if that that plays a role in it right now. We just, uh, we're, you know, we'll put a healthy Deshaun out when he's healthy and ready to go. Couldn't tell you when that'll be. You know. You're looking at the Cardinals. 
They seem to have a lot of different weapons that are productive. They are among the league's best in sacks, tackles for loss. When you play against a team that seems to have you know, bullets flying from lots of different areas, does that make it more difficult for you to play? Yeah, definitely. They're multiple in what they do. Uh, multiple personnel groupings, um, you know, multiple coverages, structures, their pressure package is good. So, yeah, it's definitely a week of preparation for us. Um, you know, they present you some different looks that you're not used to seeing. So, um, like every other week, you just got to dump out the bucket of stuff you learned a week before and, and refocus on this defense, and, and they do present you some challenges. But, uh, you know, I feel good after coming out of Seattle. Um, our communication was superb. You know, our operation was great. Had one false start in a, in a bad spot. So I feel like we're focused in right now. We're doing a great job of preparation during the week, and we'll be ready on Sunday. We know how competitive the shot is and how you know, he's kind of admitted he might have pushed himself a little bit to get back to Indy. What is your guys' strategy with him and knowing his personality and knowing he wants to be out there to kind of hold him back in and say, hey, you know, we got to take this step by step? How do you kind of do that with such a competitive person? It's tough. I mean, it's tough. He doesn't want to hear that, you know, for sure. But I think collectively, uh, you know, between A.B. and Kevin, they'll make the right decision with his input, obviously. But um, you know, we'll see how this week goes. Every day is a different day, you know, and everything's been moving in the right direction this week. So, next man up, Jones. Um, I, you know, I'm, you know, he's dealing with something now, but I think he he feels okay right at this point. We'll see again day to day with him, but I think he should have a chance. With PJ, how do you, uh, you know, keep the aggressiveness and cut down on the? It's such a fine line. It really is. You know, the interception at the end there, um, that's a freak deal. Hits off a helmet, goes 50 feet in the air. Uh, the one we had earlier was kind of a combination of three different guys. You know, we were a little late on a snap. We got edged in protection, had to move him off the spot. You know, Dave kind of slowed down a hair. The ball flew a little bit. So that's a tough one. like to get that back. But that, whatever it is, you know, we talked about it um, in our team meeting on, on uh, Wednesday when the guys came back, just the importance of the ball. You know, we're terrible at it right now. Um, I've been on teams where all you do is talk about ball security and all you do is turn it over. I've been on teams you never talk about it once, never do a drill, and you never turn it over. It's just that fine line. We just have to be hyper-focused, and when we're in traffic, whether it be in the pocket or with the ball in our hand down the field as a runner, we have to make sure we're doing everything we can with our fundamentals and our techniques to take care of the ball. Decision-making for the quarterback is a huge part of that as well. It's definitely something we've addressed. Um, I feel like if you know, we take the turnovers out of the games we've lost, we're going to at least be in a position to have a chance to win them. So we we got to find a way to take care of the ball at all costs. With uh, David Njoku, seems like he's been more involved in the passing game lately. Was that like you guys make a concerted effort to do that? Why has he been able to have that? Yeah, well, Dave's one of those guys where you want the ball in his hands. You know, he's such a violent runner uh, with his speed and his size. Um, any way we could find the way ways to get him the ball uh, and let him take off is something. Yeah, obviously we're going to. Highlight our, our marquee players, and Dave would be one of those. You talked about on that interception that he slowed down a little bit. PJ said that after the game. Um, is that the right decision to slow down because the guy's sitting there, or does he just have to keep running? Through? Yeah, that's a keep running route for him. Um, we stay on the move on that route. Again, it was a culmination of a couple different factors on that play, but there's points there in the red zone that we would like to have had. You know, So we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. We're playing good offensive football. I do feel that. I do feel like the guys are. We were productive in the run game last week. We did a great job with our operation. We had a lot of different motions and shifts and a crowdy, 
crowded environment, noisy. So uh, I'm really proud of the way those guys prepared. I think we're close. I think we just need a game with a clean slate and the turnover side, and we'll, we'll feel better. When it comes to that, you guys had such a successful screen game. I mean, how much do you guys work that? It sounds like you guys work it a ton. Is it, is it more than other places you've been? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think Coach Callahan's technique and the way he teaches it, um, we practice it you know, every day uh, in a certain segment of practice. So it's something that we've been good at here in our four years together. And uh, you know, it's a strength of ours. The, the, the touchdown to Dave um, really was a design off of our screen game. So we showed screen to both sides to try to pull the linebackers. And it's an old play. It's been around forever. But when you screen well, you get those kind of responses. Then you can counter back with the, the kind of change up off of your screen game. So yeah, we, we do put time in it. We pride ourselves in being a great screen team. Um, and it was very productive in Seattle. So. I know people always say like it takes all 11 on every play, but is that truly one of those plays where it really takes all 11? Absolutely. Guys? It's taught that way. Um, you know, it's the day one since we've been here. We've emphasized screens and we practice screens and we're pretty good at them. You know, and then what, what else does it do? It slows down the pass rush. Is this a screen? I don't know. It could be. You know, so now you're rushing Dave as a blocker and you're not sure if he's going to screen you or, or block you. So it definitely helps. It all comes together in, in the scheme of things. Rotation is going with those three. I know, you know, Kareem was a little frustrated. He didn't get any touches sure. there uh, in, in that fourth quarter. But just where are you at with this one? Really, it's it's by committee right now. Everybody's going to get their touches. Um, you know, I see all those guys as one one A, one B. You know, they could all come in and be productive, which they've shown. Um, that was our plan last week going in. Um, you know, with with uh, Jerome coming off of the the injury, not sure he was going to make it, so we just wanted to put him in on third downs early see how he felt, and then know that we could get him the ball in the fourth quarter with fresh legs. So that's kind of how that thing uh, unfolded. But uh, really impressed with all the guys. You know, Kareem right now is running extremely hard. He had some great runs that weren't there um, and got three yards, uh, you know, and stuff that we had free rushers. So really proud of the way he's running with the physicality. Um, you know, Pierre has the speed and the vision. He can get on the edge. Uh, did some good things in the wide zone game as far as the perimeter game as well. And then Jerome's just, that's, you know, the sweet feet where he can cut on a dime and make the move. So really, um, you know, losing Nick was big. It took a lot of feet to fill those shoes, his shoes. So we're just going to keep rolling with the with the guys and, and really happy with all of them right now. Some bad luck on that third three call, the third three interception. Um, how did you feel about that call? Like, what was the discussion there during that timeout? And then is there anything PJ could have done differently? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they, they, they brought the pressure. They brought it in the, in the B gap uh, to the throw side, um, you know, and he elevated up and got it. It's, it's a day one installation play. Um, you know, oftentimes you just think of players not at plays in those situations and trying to get, you know, Amari the ball in that situation on a day one installation, trip, double slant with a drag slant to the other side. It's, it's day one install for a million offenses. It was just a core play. Just unfortunate it happened, but I was totally good with the play call. PJ was on board. Um, wouldn't second guess that. You know, if that's a completion or an incompletion, it's a different ballgame. And if you have a Nick Harris's skill set, what you must trust about his athleticism to put him out there as a fullback in situations that may not necessarily be screaming heavy the football here. Yeah, very talented, very very athletic. Um, you know, very fleet of foot. Get around blocks. He can do a lot of things. Like his uh, his ability to lead uh, coming out of the backfield. Uh, can help us in protection as well. 
uh, in certain schemes, but he's a guy that can do it all. Really can't wait to see him catch a pass soon. Um, you know, but he, he has a really unique skill set, and we're trying to find more ways to use him. <laughs> It'd be a good one, right? Double screen away, then back to Nick late. I like that. We'll put that in. Jim Schwartz wrapped up the day at the podium. Our defensive coordinator talked about how the defense can improve in the red zone and talked a little bit about the defense's slow starts that they've had over the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you don't have Greg, um, how well has he been playing in the slot for you uh, this season so far? And do you, have, do you feel good about Cam or whoever else we play? Yeah, Cam's had to come in and play for us um, in the past. He's been reliable to do his job, um, come in, in some situations where he hasn't got a lot of practice reps and gone in. And um, if he has to play this week, he'll have gotten a lot of practice reps. And uh, I think I'll stay in my theme of evaluating all our players as four and three. You mentioned, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, how you were pleased with the red zone defense. Um, and then obviously gave up some more touchdowns against Seattle. What do, you, what do you see that's not getting done down there that well, I think the, the biggest thing is we have to stop people from running the ball across our goal line. If we're going to take pride in being a physical uh, defense, um, that starts with run defense. And, um, you know, it gets accentuated in the red zone. The field shrinks a little bit, and uh, we have to do a better job of stopping the run. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Does it matter to you who plays quarterback for them, two guys who haven't played all year? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it matters who's playing, you know, who's playing left guard. It matters who's playing wide receiver. We're going to take it all into consideration. Um, I think that, you know, we have eight games of their offense on film. And with Dobbsy running it, you know, they ran a lot of quarterback runs. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's anything um, different with Kyler Murray if he plays. And I would expect, um, you know, if the rookie plays for them to, you know, stay with um you know stay with what they've what they've done you know I, I don't imagine that they would change the entire game plan just for one guy um I think there was a reason that um they wanted to fit Dobbs into that role so you know we're gonna we're gonna look at the scheme we're gonna take into account players individual strengths and weaknesses as we um as we put our scheme together but we'll be ready whatever they decide to do he's a big guy does he run the same stuff um, well, he didn't in the preseason. They ran the offense, but he didn't run a lot of the quarterback runs. But, you know, a lot of teams don't run those quarterback runs in the preseason, right? You know, well, they, they, they have it. Um, they have a lot of stuff on tape from the first eight games, you know. And so, you know, we're going to prepare for that scheme, and then we're going to prepare for the individual talents of, of players. So, you know, Toon played a lot in the preseason, threw a lot of passes. So, you know, we have pretty good evaluation of, um, of that stuff. And, you know, we have, like I said, we have eight games of what they do on offense, and we just got to melt those together if that's the guy. If it's another guy, then, you know, we have to melt it together with the individual strengths and weaknesses of that player. Um, you know, so. Uh, how good was the Murray's first interception on tape? Just how good has he been for you guys this year? Yeah, Mo's been um, – I don't want to say a pleasant surprise because he's been a good player. You know, he had a setback with injuries the last few years and, um, you know, and, and had a hard time getting started in training camp because of some injuries. 
But now that he's healthy, he's really made good strides. He's he's attacked before. He was with San Fran, so he's played in the scheme before. So his development probably a little bit ahead of some other guys that have never done it before. Um, gives us some pass rush, um, and that was just a really outstanding play. You know, we we sort of sandwiched really good play with really poor play. You know, we started off the first three series, and um, you know we had a lot of fires to put out. We made a few adjustments, and we sort of found our stride, and we went seven series of playing about as good a defense as you can play, like punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, interception, punt. And then it was just so disappointing to leave it there at the end of the game. Our offense needed us the most right there after an interception. They needed us the most, and uh, we didn't get the job done. So we feel a tremendous uh, responsibility for that. Um, but if, the more plays we can make like Mo made, um, and, and an interesting thing with that, he had never practiced that position. Um, you know, we had some injuries with Zadarius and Zadarius and you know some other guys, and we had sort of mix mix and matched our defensive line guys. And he went in and you know, I mean, it, at most he had gotten mental reps on that blitz, but went in and executed it really well, and then athletically made a a, a really good catch. But um, you know, we we need we need more of that. We need more of that middle of the game. Um, we can't be a feast or famine defense. That's not a way to play. Uh, that's not a way to play defense. And you know, our run game was feast and famine too. You know, we we played. You know, most of our snaps really good in the run game, but then we gave up three big plays in the run game, and that's not going to get it done. That's not where we want to be. That's not where um, we need to to go to take this team where we want to go. No, not not in those cases, Tone. I mean, like like Mo was doing his job in the scheme. Um, you know, MJ was doing his job in the scheme, playing really good technique. Um, but I think you did see some examples of that some of the gaps in our run game were us chasing boots, and our eyes got distracted. Instead of doing our job in the run game, we were we were trying to make a sack and hard to get a sack on a run play. So. Um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, we have had to guard against that. And, um, you know, I think that there is a, you know, there's a fine line between, um, you know, doing your job and and then trying to do too much. And we've talked about that ad nauseum um, in here and, you know, everywhere else. You know, if we just do our job, if we just be us the best that we can be, the plays will come to us. We don't need to hunt plays. And, um, you know, we can make those. I was disappointed in the game that, you know, we missed two or three sacks. I think that really could have changed the complexion of that game. And we can't now change personality because we missed those sacks. We just got to, you know, we just got to finish those plays when they come up next time as opposed to trying to do something different. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's probably a tale as old as time from, you know, peewee to high school to college to NFL, um, you know, where, you know, playing, playing your job and letting the plays come to you as opposed to, you know, trying and, and, and not a, it, it's not like our guys trying to play outside the scheme or anything else. It's, all right, I see this split. This is what route's coming. And instead of anticipating and playing your technique, all of a sudden you can jump things a little too much, and then you end up with feast or famine football. But, um, 
for the most part, I don't think that was the thing in this game. We just had a hard time getting started. Um, took us a few series to really find some some footing. We changed we changed an awful lot in those first three series, and I was really proud of the guys because they really found their footing. But then the way we ended that game was um, was extremely disappointing for all of us. About that uh, the starts, um, Highsmith. I know from the Steelers got that one touchdown, but still, you guys are giving up more points in the first quarter than any other quarter. So. Do you have an explanation for that, or what have you done to get better starts? Yeah, I mean, you can look at a lot of ways. Maybe we make really good adjustments. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we, we talk about starting fast. Um, but, you know, you're going to have things when, when a game's new that um, an offense is doing something maybe a little bit different, and we have to make adjustment to what that is. Um, I think in those first series, we just have to play our technique and our responsibility. And if we do that, that like our message is that's enough. If if we um, if we do those things, so um, you know, there is always. I mean, this the game is 60 minutes long. Seasons now are 17 plus weeks. There's going to be a lot of adjustments and ebbs and flows of a season, right? You know, there's going to be things that an offense does that try to take advantage of what you do, and then. You know, and then the defense make, takes countermeasures, and then the offense. I mean, it's, it, that, that's a constant thing throughout a season, but also throughout a game. Um, but yeah, we, we need to start better. We need to start faster, um, and we need to stop the run. In the games that we've stopped the run, we played really well. In games that we've been leaky in the run game, whether it was this last one giving up a few big plays, or a game like the Colts where we just we just gave up a lot of smaller games, but we didn't control the run game. Baltimore, we didn't control the run game. When we control the run game, good things happen for us on defense, and that's our focus. Hudson, uh, knowing your personnel so well, and then Jonathan Gannon having taken over for you in Philadelphia and probably knowing a lot of the nuances of, of your scheme, do you just do what you do, or do you have to change up your some of your looks and fronts to kind of cross them up a bit? Well, we have – he was here, too, so we have a – we have a lot of experience in our building with him too, so that that probably works both ways. Um, you know, I'm sure all my playbooks were on the server when I left Philadelphia, but you know, people change terminology. They you know adapt to their players. What we're doing now is probably about maybe 40, 40 or 50 percent different than what we did in Philadelphia. Not just because we have different players, but because the league goes through ebbs and flows, and you know, different things like that. So. Um, you know, and, and we also have a significant number of different faces on uh, defense. So, you know, when, when it's all said and done, it might help with a little bit of preparation, might make our preparation a little bit uh, easier at times. But when it comes down to it, it's Sunday, it's going out and performing and executing and uh, playing, you know, physical and playing with effort and playing with some passion for the game. Last one. You were in not being able to get that last stop after the interception. What did you identify as? What was the biggest issue? Yeah, well, it was it was the one play missing tackle. You know, they throw a short pass. We we end up in zone on that play, and um, you know we had we had uh, you know played a good technique in the zone to force him to throw a three or four yard, and then missed missed tackle, and that put him in field goal range. And then all of a sudden they're in field goal range, and um, you know the game completely changes. So that's probably and you know the exact same thing happened to us in San Fran. San Fran was man. 
right? But, um, you know, it got a completion and, and when we're going to do some more stuff in some two minute situations in practice, um, you know, and, and just add, add to our periods a little bit more because when the game's on the line like that, we have to perform better. That's today's From the Podium podcast. You can like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you get your podcasts if you want to find more episodes. Be sure to check out the Browns social media platforms, youtube.com slash Browns and the Cleveland Browns mobile app to get all the latest news as the Browns prepare for the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. I'm Jake Malentic, and thanks for listening to the Browns From the Podium podcast. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.